This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch... Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Welcome back. Um, yeah, I know it's the same night. I've got changed just to show you that I, I, I can do that and I don't smell. Um, 
Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll welcome along. So we we had the opposition. Let me put my teeth in. I cleaned them this morning. Can't do a thing with them. Um, <laughs> this new set I've got, you see. We had the opposition review earlier, and we had Darius on, the Manchester United fan, who gave us quite honest and blunt opinion of his thoughts on both teams. And I say he wasn't pleased with either, to say the least. But we're now going to have... Normal show we do now, nine o'clock on a Monday. It is the review. This is Lester Till I Die. Thank you for watching. If you are, it's Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. Please like uh, the um, video, share it if you can, and please, please subscribe. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast station, whichever that may be, or your favorite podcast platform, thank you very much for listening. This is what. Indeed, www.lestertillidie.com forward slash shop, and you can see all the Lester Till I Die items, like the lovely How the Devil Are You jump, uh, sweatshirt back there. Um, it is available and all at very good prices. So let's get into it. We're going to look back at the weekend's matches, the good, the bad, and, well, I'm here, so the ugly and let me introduce my regular on this show. And I'm really pleased to have her back. She, I really, um, she's really good. And that is Louise. Good evening, Louise. How are you? Hey, I'm really good, thanks. Good, good, good. Um, getting ready for um, Thursday? Yes, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, don't know how it's going to go, but no. We've gone out I'll... last in the last round, so. Just have to be thankful. <laughs> yeah, no, we're through. I mean, again, it's a quarter final. It's as far as we've ever been. Um, I mean, what are your? Th- I mean, I was speaking to a Man United fan. I say earlier on the opposition show, and I, I do get annoyed at sort of the so-called big clubs' attitude to this league. I mean, I think calling it the conference in this country doesn't help because we immediately yeah. think of like non-league football. But you know. He, he said, well, if we get in, you know, we'll be able to put the youth team out and we'll be able to give them regular games. And I'm thinking, like, kind of disrespecting it. Arsenal don't even want to be in it. They'd sooner finish seventh than they said last season than actually being sixth and get into it. I mean, it's just their mentality. And this is what, for me, why I don't like th- those particular fans. Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to say that Arsenal fans who have seen their teams, you know, in the later rounds of the Champions League should be excited mm. for the conference. Mm. You know, it's difficult to say that, but for Leicester, I think it's very different because we can see it as like a rolling thing. You know, we'll win mm. the conference, or if we do win the conference, then that obviously gets us into the Europa League. We yeah. hopefully win that, and then that gets us into the Champions League because realistically, us doing that by, by the league is not probable. I mean, no. we're always going to obviously hope for that, and the players are going to try for it, but the realistically speaking... It's not probably going to happen. So mm-hmm. for us, it's very different because that is how we get into Europe. And we cannot be choosy about what European tournament we end up in or end up winning. Like that's not something no. that we can do. And I think yeah. that's probably the difference. And I think as well, when you look at who's still in there, 
apart from ourselves and Blood Glimt, I'll never get over that name, they're all teams that not so long ago have been in the Champions League. Yeah, and you can't, like I say, we can't pick and choose, but even if we could, it's still a European trophy. Yes. It's still a tournament that we have won that other teams have not. Yes. Yes. You you know what I mean? So we just have to take it for what it is. And to be honest, I don't really care what the others think. We just have to support the team in whatever competition they're in, whether that, you know... You want to, whatever you're in, you want to win it, don't you? That's Exactly. People say the same about the uh, League Cup over the FA Cup. Now, obviously, yes, we'd rather win the FA Cup. And when we did, it was one of the best days ever. Yes. But if we could win another League Cup, would I take that? Of course I would. Yes. Yes. Totally, totally agree with you. And for me, you know, it's just I'd sooner finish sixth than be in the, you know, Conference League than seventh and not be in Europe together at all. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, anyway, let's have a look at the weekend's games. And my God, uh, we've got a few to talk about tonight. So uh, let's have a look here. Um, the first one, um, early kickoff on Saturday, Uh I suppose that went the way that everybody expected. I don't think anybody could really see Watford getting anything. And I know they sort of have the odd blimp here and there, but it was pretty much routine for Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. You don't expect anything, you know, different. But we also have to kind of know that it, it can happen. It has happened where teams lower down the league have beat the top two or three, but it's yeah. not going to happen every week. And this week was not one where it happened. Oh, and you were just right. What we we're saying before about Chris, he does know his stuff. Um, they've all won a European Cup except for Leicester and Bodo Glimt. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. She was praising your football knowledge. <laughs> that would be for that's the um, sort of fact that, that I thought he would know. <laughs> I mean, Liverpool are just on fire. They, they made it exciting for the rest of us neutrals that aren't in that battle, that Manchester City aren't walking away with it again. Um, I, I I mean, I went for a Liverpool win here, of course. I think everybody would have done. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm mixed about whether I want Liverpool. I don't know if I said this last week. I'd like Liverpool to win it because I, I don't have anything against Liverpool as a team. You know, I always find their fans to be be okay and what have you. Um, but do I want them to win another Premier League? Then they've got one more than us. <laughs> That's totally uh, selfish from me. But uh, I think you... the thing is with Liverpool, if it doesn't happen this season, it will happen again. Yes. So they're yeah. going to get that second one regardless at some point. Uh, yes. So... Yeah. And, and and I mean, this coming weekend, you know, what what's everybody doing late Sunday afternoon? I think if you're a football fan, you're going to be glued to that game. And uh, sure. I have a feeling it could be disappointing because I think when you when you it's like the FA Cups, you know, and it's the best two teams in the FA Cup, and it's the most drab game ever. Mm. <laughs> it, uh, but uh, but no, Liverpool did what they had to do. They put the marker down for for Man City. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Watford are down, aren't they? Yeah, I think they probably are now. I thought there was some shoots of of kind of a bit of success when they had that win, but yeah, they're just they're just not winning games, and that's what it comes down to at this you know part of the season where you're looking mm. to either push on or get out of a relegation battle, and teams are giving them chances to get out of it. 
they're just not winning themselves. I mean, this week, you know, maybe a bit of a free hit in the sense that it's Liverpool at Anfield. Not yeah. expected to go there and win at all. You know, no one in the league is expected to go to Anfield and win. But they need to win. They yeah. need to get some wins. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that, and we'll come on to Everton's game later, obviously, but I think, you know, there's only Everton, I think, that is given anybody sort of the hope that they might just get out of it, you know. But, yeah. uh, but I, 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 like I've said before, and fans on it, I've nothing against Watford or Norwich as a club, you know, as the fans and what have you, but I just, just wish they'd take it seriously. I just wish another club would come up and, you know, give it a go. Um, yeah. but uh, they never seem to. But uh, that, that kicked off the weekend, um, and then we moved to, well, again, I predicted this would be the, the, the last one on match of the day. You know, I mean, they've got exactly the same form there. They were, they'd lost the yeah. previous five, both of them. Um, it was a drab nil-nil. I don't think it got exciting at all. Um, Brighton have got to be very – Brighton are in free fall, aren't they? Yeah, and it always seems to happen to them as well. Mm. Um, obviously, I've previously said like they haven't got the biggest squad. When they get injuries and, and suspensions and stuff, it's bad to affect them. But at some point, they've got to start kind of acknowledging that fact and doing something about it. Because it is yeah. going to be one case where they go on their free fall, like they do at the end of every season, and they've not had the good start. And they end up yeah. in that relegation battle. Because yes. you're not, you're just not going to do it. You can't keep doing it. Eventually, you will fall out of the league. Mm. And if Brighton did, would they come straight back up? Probably not. No, no. I mean, it reminds me very much, and I hate to use those. It's two words. Obviously, every Leicester fan hates um, Peter Taylor. But when he <laughs> took over, I mean, he'd had that very good start. But when we'd lost the FA Cup quarter, was it? I think to uh, Wickham. Everything went wrong then, and we just dropped down like a stone in a you know in a glass of water. And had we not had that good start, we would have been down that season, I think. Yeah. And and it reminds me very much of that because if Brighton hadn't had the good start that they had had, I think they would well almost certainly they would be in trouble now. But I just yeah. I just wonder where all the um, Graham Potter is God fans are. I mean it. Or am I being unfair there? No, because I don't think he was ever worth all the praise he did get, and he was no. getting it from everywhere. Because yes. he's doing it with an unpopular team. However, he's not doing a bad job. You know, no. where should a team like, you know, Brighton actually end up? With the squad no. and the money they spend, where should they end up? Yes, but at some point he's got to... You've got to punch above your weight occasionally. You know, you could say, you know, Leicester, we should be sixth or seventh on what we spend and the players, but we you know we do we have been punching above our weight. I just think he did get a lot of praise. And to me, because everybody was saying, Oh, you know, when 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 they were going through, and I never wanted them out, but when they were, we had all the Rogers out thing earlier in the season, oh, we should get Graham Potter in, we should get Graham Potter in. I'm like you know, I would sooner have had Ralph in because I think he's done a better job at Southampton. But you know, I do, I do worry for Brighton, and I, they're not going to go down this season because there's worse teams there. You know, you know, they 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 will get sort of the the, the points here, but I do worry about them next season. 
Yeah, I mean, they're always a team that you're going to be worrying about, in part because of, again, the amount of money they spend. Eventually, that may bite them on the butt. Yes. Yes. I mean, but I also appreciate that they're not spending over what they can afford to spend. You know, yeah. they're not a club that's going to go into administration and end up in financial trouble where, like, a derby situation. Yes. So yes. That's what they have to weigh up, what they can afford to spend. And making the most out of that money, money, which to be fair to them, they have. You know, bigger clubs have gone down instead of Brighton. So in yeah. that respect, they're doing a good job. It is awkward, isn't it? Because, I mean, we all remember the Leeds United when they um, overspent uh, and, and tried to do, 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 do it that way. Spend, spend, spend. And obviously we know we know what happened there. And, and Bournemouth as well were, were very, very close. My sort of local team down here were very, very close to going out of business and you can't spend more than you've got. And I think it's just that everybody was bigging up Graham Potter so much and he'd had such a good yeah. start that you were looking and thinking, yeah, well, maybe, but, uh, but no. Well, it's a bit were... like Moyes at West Ham though as well, isn't it? Because they were all bigging him up. Yes. As well. Yes. And now they've yeah. dropped off, which is yeah. to be expected. Now the Premier League is a hard league. You can't, Teams are going to end up where they deserve to end up yes, on the planet of the squad at the end yeah. of the day. And Brighton are going to end up where their squad deserves to end up. And uh, it does make me laugh because obviously you know, everybody's been going, oh, Leicester bottle it and they've bottled it again. Well, I think if you look at it this season, there's a few clubs that are bottling where they should be if it comes down to it. But again, to me, Leicester finished where they should have finished. Yeah, yes. You know, I, fact, like you say, probably finished above where they should have finished, mm. regardless of the fact that we had fourth and we should pro- we should have had fourth at least one of those seasons. Yes, but at the beginning of the season, no one would have put us in fourth. No, so no, to no. me, no. we didn't bottle it. We actually overachieved for ninety five percent of the season. Yes, I, I think yeah. it, so. I've read somewhere I can't remember where it is that uh, with the with the players and the setup we've got, sort of thing, we should be finishing sort of seventh or eighth. Uh, sort of thing. So, anything above that for me, you know, it is a bonus if you like, you know. Yeah. But um, and, and we're looking on the other side, Norwich. We know they're down, don't we? Yes. Um, there was again a point where I thought they might, because I think they had games in hand at one point. They the teams above them, but they've just not won those games. And mm. yeah, they'll be championship team next season, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, are you like me? Do you do you hope they don't come back up? And I don't mean it nasty, and I don't mean it to the fans. And again, you know, these clubs, like you say, they are run within their means, and they should be. They shouldn't sort of because the risk is that you do end up going out of business. Like you know, Berry, they they've not got a club now, but or you know, a league club. But I just wish sort of that they'd make a fist of it when they came up. But there's other ways, isn't there? That mm. There is ways you need to get good um, recruitment. Like Leicester have sold players for eighty million that they certainly didn't spend eighty million anywhere near eighty million on getting. Yes, so that's yeah. what you have to do. You have to have that recruitment there. And I can't. I don't know why it's so good with Leicester, but it has been over the last few seasons, and that's why we've managed to get to fifth. Mm. To get that that push, then yes, to get in that top four, you've got to spend some serious money because that's what the other teams are doing. Yeah. Um. Yes. And the money in the Premier League is ridiculous, but that's the league we're in, so you have to deal with what you're you're kind of given. Totally. It is. It is not just about we. You know, we'll come on to Manchester United later, but you can have all the best players 
in the world in your team. But you know, if you haven't got the right management and everything moving it's forward, like um, a package. It starts right at the top with your owner and works its exactly. right, right yeah. down to the fans. Yeah, uh, Chris is he's giving us the resulting bits here, but it's still two nil. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Has he been drinking? <laughs> no, no, he's just got fat fingers that are in the yeah, send button too early. Bless him. I'm joking, Chris. I'm joking. Um hello, Facebook user. Just enjoying the Palace game. Not sure who you are because it says it's Facebook user, but yeah, I think we're all, all if it ends up that result, I think we'll all have enjoyed the Palace game. Talking of the games, the next one that was up, um, Burnley, Manchester City. Again, this is pretty much what you'd expect. The gauntlet have been thrown down because, I mean, Manchester City knew what they had to do because Liverpool had won earlier. Um, yeah. they, they probably didn't need to get out of third gear, if we're honest on this one. Um, the usual suspects getting the goals, um, say doing, doing what they had to do, but it is all looking grim for Burnley. Yeah, I mean, looking at their form as well is not particularly good, is it? The, no. You know, again, I don't expect them to beat Man City, but again, it's on that free fall, and that's that's dangerous, and that's incredibly hard to get out of as well. Newcastle no. are kind of on the opposite end, although obviously they didn't win this weekend. No, um, they they are on that up, mm-hmm. but again, yeah. they've lost games as well, so it, it it's there for anyone who can actually get a run of wins is going to shoot up that league real quick. It's just none of the teams seem to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to do it. I mean, you know, at one point we looked at Burnley and said, you know, like, oh, they got a couple of games in hand. They'd won a couple and then they came up against Leicester and obviously didn't win. Um, but they, they they didn't take advantage. They've drawn. I mean, just looking here. I mean, you know, but Burnley, they've only won three games all season. They've won less than Norwich, but they've drawn 12 now, you've got to go up to Brighton and Southampton, who are 13 and 12 respectively, to get the same number of draws on the board. And if they go down, I think that's the the stat that will take them down. Yeah, if you could just turn four or five of them into wins, you'd be mm. well out of it. You wouldn't even need to be worrying about it. Yes, but that's yeah. the thing haven't. Because they don't score goals, do they? They don't score enough goals. That's always been Burnley's problem. They yeah. cannot get a goal scorer, and that's because goal scorers cost well, decent ones usually cost money, and that's something mm. Burnley again, you know, they yeah. don't have loads of money, no, no, they can't just go out and spend again what they haven't got, but you know, and, and as you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of good mates with um Dan at Turf Moor House TV, and you know, I said, well, you know, you sold Chris Wood for 30 or whatever it was, you bought Veghorst in for 15, but you didn't spend the other 15. And he said they were trying to, but they couldn't get who they want. And I said, but you must have had a bigger list of, you can't just have a list of all we want him and have no backup. But I think would they not been better off just spending that 30 million on one player, Mm. on a striker to score you 15, 20 goals a season? Because that's what's going to keep you in the division. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, it it didn't. You see, Chris, I see what you say there. It didn't help. um, selling Chris Wood, I, I totally agree, but he wasn't—he wasn't a twenty-goal-a-season player, you know. 
And they put all the, the money on, on Veghorst. And yes, he looked good, but he's you know, he's not getting the goals. You can't you you can't just say, Well, we'll buy a striker. It's like J- J- Jamie Vardy, as good as he is, if the team behind him is not performing, he's not going to get the goals. And Veghorst, I think, yeah. is finding that. Um you do say this quite rightly. Wednesday is massive for both Burnley and Everton. Yes, it is. And I've got to be honest, with you, I've, I've got at seven o'clock on Wednesday, I've got the PSP. So, you see my teeth. I should have got a proper set, shouldn't I? You can't, shouldn't buy teeth off the internet. Um, but you've got, uh, I've got the PSV re- preview. It's not easy for me to say at seven o'clock, and then after that, I'm probably going to be going on with Dan on Turf Moor House TV on his watch along. So it is a big, big game, and I, I think the worst result for both of those I don't know if you agree with this would be a draw. Yeah, draw's not good enough for either of them, mm. really. I mean, it's this close, it's still so close down there. I mean, I'm not exactly sure on points, but like I said, just that one win. And if it's going to come for these two teams, it's going to come against each other. Burnley are going to win a game. It's going to be against Everton because they leak goals like a tea, like, you know, there was leaky as a teapot. Mm. And and the other way around, if Everton are going to win, it's going to be against Burnley because they don't score goals. Yeah. So, (laughs) Steve, welcome along, mate. Steve Linex, ex Leicester City winger. How the devil are you, sir? Thanks for popping in. I was thinking about you, and I know that's a bit scary. Don't get too scared. I'm not talking about in the stalkering sense, but I was when I saw that Palace were beating Arsenal. I did think you'd be sat there um, raising a glass to the Palace boys. And that's a point you've got on the Prediction League as well, Stephen. Well done. Thanks for popping in. Um, Zachary says, I mean, how about Burnley? Um, well, two questions from Zachary. How confident would we be about Burnley defeating Everton? And how confident do you feel about Burnley staying up? For me, to be honest with you, Burnley was in their hands because they had all those games in hand. And that's the I, you know, the, the the proper thing of saying you need the points on the board. They didn't have the points on the board. They lost the games in hand, and they're now two games more than Everton. So Everton have actually got, you know, oh, they're in the driving seat if you like. Three points ahead, two games in hand. Um, if if Everton win this, in fact, sorry, four, sorry. No, I do tell a lie. I was comparing them to Watford. I really do apologise there. Sorry, Burnley and Everton have played the same number of games. Sorry, 28. And Burnley are four points behind. I think if Everton win this, Burnley are down. And I do think then um, that it'd be too, too big a job for them. But if Burnley win this, it does give them... A lifeline. Would you agree with that, Lou, or do you think differently? Yeah, I mean, if the four points, it, it doesn't. They've still got to go and win another game, obviously, yes. to get above yeah. Everton. But again, Everton, it, they're so annoying because they'll play really well and not win. Mm. They just don't seem to have any kind of second idea of what they're doing. It's like they're sent out there with a plan, and if that plan doesn't work, there's no second plan. And they're not scoring enough goals. Obviously, they've had Calvert Lewin out for a lot of the season, who is, was scoring goals for them last season. Yeah. But yeah, I do think if Everton win, then if they're four points, that'll put them um, 
can't even do the maths, uh, seven points above Burnley, won't it? So that's then a lot for Burnley to catch up. That's more than two wins. Yeah. And that, that's a lot then. I mean, we will, we will look at the form table, you know, at the, at the end. Uh, but just say, I mean, Burnley's 16th in the league on current form, as in the last uh, the last six games. Uh, Everton of 18th. So it, it could go either way. A draw, I think, is the... Um, the least, uh, the worst result for both of them, I think, you know. Uh, and as Chris says here, then there's another big one at the weekend for Burnley. They've, they've got Norwich. And I don't know, so that could go either way. Burn, couldn't it's it? still in Burnley's hands then, isn't it? Mm. Beat Everton and beat Norwich, then they've got a great chance of staying up. Yes. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Brentford later, but as I say... They were on a bit of a free fall, but then they started to beat the teams that were below them. And that put that gap in. And that's what Burnley need to do. It's all right. Yeah. You know, this was made, you know, I think Burnley admitted this was probably a free hit for them. But, you know, you can have your good results and you can hold your your, your, your Man United as well. But you've got to be, when you're in that trouble, you've got to be beating teams around you. And. I'm not overly confident in Burnley doing that. And like I say, I lived in Burnley for 25 years. My kids were mascots for Leicester at Burnley games. And I do have a sort of, you know, a soft spot for them. But this could be the season. As much as I can't see Burnley doing it, I can't see Everton winning either. So that's the thing. it's It's not like Everton are in great form and are on the up and are pulling away from Burnley because that's, mm. that's not really happening. I mean, it's four points. It's not an unsurmountable amount of points at all. I'm not sure. Let's where. Um, let's just have a look. Um, it's not telling me. No, I was wondering whether it was at Burnley or at Everton. I'm not sure uh, where, but um, I kind of if if one if one's going to win, I think it might be Burnley. But um, I can see it being a. A drab nil-nil, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if Everton score a goal, um, Frank Lampard's just going to probably break another bone, isn't he? So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous yeah. for him. And then talking of the said Brentford, I mean, we didn't see this coming, did we? No. <laughs> no, not at all. And again, Arsenal tonight are losing when they could have took an opportunity to gain points, to get into that top four. Um, obviously, I know Chelsea in third, but yeah, game points on them. You know, when they lose, you win. You put the pressure on them. Yeah. And they didn't look like they're going to do that. But yeah, Brentford, I don't know. They just were on it, weren't they? I mean, Ericsson <laughs> obviously scored again, which is... I see a lot of people saying, oh, Ericsson shouldn't be playing for Brentford. And to be honest, no, he shouldn't, should he? If he'd not had his heart attack, he wouldn't be playing for Brentford. No, no. However... He is doing. They were the ones that have signed him up. They were the ones that took his, the risk on him. And it's yeah. paying off in bucket loads for them. Yeah. I, I'm sure there will be more clubs at the end of the season that will be approaching Ericsson to, to sign him up. You know, <laughs> he, he's there. Yeah, he's there till the end of the season. He scored for, for Denmark as well. I mean, it's great to see. But like you say, Brentford were, you know, they took the risk on him when other teams wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And yes, there's obviously the connections there and what have you, but it was probably the best move for Ericsson rather than going back to a 
a, a, a Tottenham or somebody like that. I think, you know, it, it's, I think, it's a, a get, great move to get getting back to into it. Yes. Yeah, it's going to get time to play. And that's, yes. I think, is probably important for him. The longer he didn't play, the more mentally that's going to play on him. Um, yes. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a mentally strong player because he's come back from what he has done and he's still going out there training every day. Like, to mm. think that your heart might give out on you must be a weird thing to feel. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Um, and yeah. so, you know, he doesn't need the money for sure. It's no. plain that he, he loves the game, obviously. Yes, yes. I mean, Chris says here, and I totally, two Chris's agree with each other. I would have loved him at Leicester as well. I would have loved him to have come in. Uh, but, you know, I think, unfortunately, I think we've missed the gun there. He was always going to go, I think, to Brentford. And I think he'll move on to bigger things in the summer. Uh, I mean, Chelsea. He probably would have wanted to be in London as well, or near yes. London. Yeah, so. that, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Um, I mean, Chelsea, they took the lead. Um, you, you've got to look now. I mean, I'm just, just looking at the table. Spurs, obviously, we'll come on to them later when they won. They are actually only five points behind Chelsea. All right, Chelsea have a game in hand, which is against us. But it suddenly, Chelsea have got to be looking over their shoulder. Yeah, and uh, they, they weren't doing that at all not so long ago. So, again... Mm. Things can change, and results like this come up in the Premier League. You know, we're surprised when they happen, yeah. but they do happen. Um, from a lot of Chelsea fans that I've kind of watched on YouTube and uh, that I know, um, are very not happy with how it went down because they yeah. they didn't see much. They felt like their players weren't trying, and as we yeah. know, that is the worst thing you can feel from your team. <laughs> totally. But not to take anything away from Brentford. Because at the end of the day, they've gone to Stamford Bridge and they've won four one. Like, yeah, yeah, have to give them credit for for that. Yeah. That's a, an achievement in itself, you know, to win by any score. So, do you think? I mean, it it's said all the time uh, that when, when things aren't going well at a club and things are going off in the background, etc., that it affects the players. To my mind, I mean, two shells should be able to get those players in a bubble and. And you know, get them playing. I don't think you can blame it on what's going on, or can you? I think it must have some effect, but not for the players that are in the team. No, I don't. You know, it's for me. That's going to affect the players who haven't got contracts. It's going to affect mm. players wanting to come. It's going to affect players wanting to leave. It should not be affecting those players that are on the pitch. And no. actually, what they should be thinking is, okay, we've got a new owner coming in who quite easily could give us a new manager. Yes, we need to play with proving that we deserve to be in this team, mm. and so no, I don't think it's having any effect. And they're still in third, exactly where they were before all this happened. So, yes, yes, yeah, no, uh, I, I to be honest with you, I can probably see them holding on to third, um, by the, by the skin of their teeth, but um, yeah, okay. only because I'd sooner Chelsea do it than Arsenal or Spurs, to be honest with you. Um, apparently is a penalty to Palace oh my god he's going, he's going from bad to worse for Arsenal thank you very much Chris um, he's just popped up there um, wow wow okay Leeds 1 Southampton 1 Southampton again for me a team that has they had a good start been a bit of a Brighton really they had a good start and now they are beginning to fall off again and they've had some good results 
Leeds, they've kind of turned it around recently. Well, say kind of, they've had a couple of wins in there as well, all since the new manager came in. Um, 1-1 wasn't, I mean, Southampton, I think, are going to be finishing their normal mid-table um, security position. Um, Leeds, we've probably seen, seen Leeds, you know, clamber into safety. Yeah, I think Leeds will be okay, but I don't think that's because Leeds have been particularly good in the last kind of few games, but no. it's because the team's worse in the division right now. Yes. Um, I think the thing with Leeds is, and it's happening, you know, season upon season, there's the good start with the fall-off. Good start, fall-off. And as yes. I said, it's okay if you're having the good start. If you're not and you get that fall-off, then you're in trouble, but they'll be fine this season, I think. Yes, yeah. Very much like Brighton, spend what they can spend and they end up where they end up because of that. Um, Again, not the biggest squads, but you can only use it as an excuse. Yes, yeah. Steve, you must be you must be getting the champagne out now. <laughs> three, <laughs> three nil to Palace. I haven't got any champagne, but I'll raise a, a glass of coke to you, sir. How um, bizarre scores. In the, this is football. This is football for you, isn't it? We love yeah. another two, and you can laugh at other teams, but you don't want to laugh at laugh at yourself. I love, I love when an underdog wins as long as it isn't against us. Exactly. We, we are the underdogs. We should be winning. I hated. I remember we went to the, um, the uh, whatever final it was. It was the League Cup, but I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was the Worthington Cup when we beat Tranmere 2-0. Yeah, we and got that game. We, oh, 2-1, sorry, 2-1. And we went in as favourites, and I didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't what we were used to at that time, especially, yeah. Yes, yeah. Going on oh. the underdog, and then it's great when you win. Going as the uh, as the favourite you win yeah well you expected to you know but I would say it's come on Palace come on yeah. Palace I mean said that we've got to be careful we've got them next weekend Ooh, ouch. Yeah, I think, well I think again they're one of those teams that say hit and miss Palace aren't they you know yeah. they have a good game they have a bad one they have a good result they have a bad result and that's you know to be expected they're playing in one of the toughest leagues in the world that should be expected yes so Hopefully they've had the good one. They'll have the bad one against us. Yeah, yes, and and it's the same with Arsenal as well. You know, you don't know what Arsenal are going to play. They 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 play really good one week, awful the next week, and maybe this is when they've met Arsenal on a on an awful term uh, week. But whatever it yeah, is, well done, Palace. Well done. Gish squad, haven't they, Arsenal? So I think that yes. again is expected. Yeah. All, all, all I know is that all week, all we're going to be hearing is Arteta out. He hasn't got a plan. Get rid of Arteta. <laughs> you know. I think I'm going to block all my Arsenal mates on uh, on social media. But Leeds, yeah, Leeds. They've played more games than anybody else around them. They're sat above Everton, but they're five points ahead. Like you say, I mean. If I'm Everton and I'm looking at that thinking, well, Leeds are above us, that's my, that's what they should be targeting. Um, yeah. They're five points and we've got three games in hand. So we could, but I just can't see Everton winning those three games, to be honest no, with that, you. But, that's the thing for me. You can have yeah. the games in hand, but you still need to win them, don't you? And I, I just exactly. Don't see exactly. Right. So um, the next one. Blah, 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 Wolves Villa. Now I went for a draw with this one, uh, and it, uh, in fairness to me, it, it very nearly was. <laughs> but uh, 
I, I, well, I suppose if anybody's going to win it, yeah, a kind of edge towards Wolves. But again, yet another team, along with Villa, who have had good starts and a kind of, well, not Villa, but Wolves have kind of fallen off. Large is doing a great job there following in Nuno. I thought they would really struggle. Villa, they haven't really had that Gerard. You know, they brought Coutinho in. They brought, you know, some good players in. But they haven't really... They have like a mini bounce, but that's kind of been it, haven't it? And then maybe they're just, again, a bit like Leicester, maybe saying, right, well, this season, we just write it off to sit in mid-table and go for it next season. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, Stevie G's ever going to think like that. No, I think no. that's probably what's going to end up happening. Yeah, um, they're they're not going to get relegated. No, he's he's getting his squad together. He's putting his stamp on it. He's got a very good mate in Coutinho, who's just an amazing player. That yeah. to be honest, Villa wouldn't have got had Gerard not been the manager. No, so how no. they actually get to keep him is a different thing. But if they can keep him for next season. Keep their young players fit. I don't see any problems for for Villa. No, no. I mean, I would have liked Coutinho to come to Leicester, and obviously, it was always being linked with because um, obviously the, with the Rogers link. But then yeah. I'm thinking, would he have been the Leicester sort of player? You know, he is he is the big fish, isn't he? And we've seen that when we sign sort of the bigger names, they don't always always fit in at Leicester. I think if he'd come. He would have come with expectations that Rogers would have given him of whatever that is. Yeah, you know he knows what it's like to play under Rogers, so he would come knowing what would be expected of him. But yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're never going to know because I doubt he's going to come now. I think bigger fires are probably going to come in for him if yes. he leaves Villa. Um, yeah. And who knows, Mister Villa might be really happy there. You mm. know, over on the wrong side of the Midlands, might be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and. Like you say, again, you know, he's at a club where the manager knows him, knows what he is capable of, and he's not going. He's not got the pressure, and no disrespect to Villa, but he's not got the pressure that he would have if he was playing, again, for a Liverpool or a Chelsea yeah. or somewhere like that, you know. Um, and they've got, you know, they're going to have the money to, you know, they're not obviously even touched, really, the, the Grealish money, have they? No, well, they got rather a lot of money for him, didn't they? So, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. But, uh, and again, yeah. that's something that Steve Gerrard is going to expect. He's going to expect a good chunk of that money back mm. in the summer, I would have thought, to, yes. like, say, strengthen the squad. Because he's going to have ambition. He's not going to be happy sitting in 10th no. or 11th. He's not going to be happy with that at all. And he's no. going to, you know, when he came, he would have expected certain things from the board and when if they don't give it him he'll leave. Yes, yes. I think he's a, he's, I think it's a, he's a really good fit though for Villa. Um I mean I was listening a, a couple of times I've caught like the Villa not necessarily the chairman but the spokesperson on the board speaking yeah. for Villa and and he speaks very very well. You know, he 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 uh I think he's American, but he's certainly, you know, they're owned by Americans, but they're certainly not like a Man United, like a Glaziers or anybody. But they speak very well, and I think they're going to back him, and he will be there until basically, unless Liverpool come knocking. I think, yeah. but I think they are. I think they are a good fit, and Stephen Gerrard will have his eyes set. I think on that Liverpool job, of course he will. You know, it, it's yeah. natural. But well, I, I think, think he's going to be different to. 
um, Arteta and Lampard, where he's realised he's not ready for that job. Yes. Yes. He, he, I think even if he got offered it, as hard as he would find it, I think he would turn it down. Because I think he would realise that he is not ready, he's not had enough managerial experience and he's not ready for the pressure of managing. I mean, Villa are a big club, don't get me wrong, but they're not on yeah. the level of Liverpool, no, especially no. Stephen Gerrard. Like, that's his club he's supported since he was a boy. So yeah. going there and managing them, he's going to want to do the best job he can possibly do. And I don't think that is right now because he's not got no. the experience. Like you say, Lampard... I mean, it's hard to turn down when these clubs come knocking because you don't know when they will come back and knock, you know. Exactly, so yeah. Lampard might have said, well, this is my chat. And I think Lampard, for most Premier League clubs, did a good job and uh, we'd have all probably been satisfied. But of course, with Chelsea, it's never enough, is it? You know, but, uh, but and look at Rooney. I mean, you know, he could have walked away very easily. And I know it's Derby, and I want Derby to go down. Of course I do. Do I want them to, to go out of business? No, because we've all been there, especially us Leicester fans, and I wouldn't wish that on, on Derby at all. But, yeah, I do want them to go down. But he stood by them, and he's learning his trade. He could have walked away and gone elsewhere quite easily. Yeah. So credit to him for that. And I think, like you say, credit for Gerard. I think he will stay with Villa uh, until you know he, he's, he feels ready. You know, yeah. you know, but of course we've got the big game and of the weekend coming up next, and we'll come back and look at that straight after. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, please do um, give us a subscribe, uh, smash the likes, and please also share if you are able to. Manchester United won, Leicester City won. Um, I spoke to Darius, who was a Manchester United fan, on the opposition show earlier. And I, I like Darius because he's not your typical Manchester United fan. You know, he, he accepts that, you know, Manchester United are a club that pre- Pre-Fergie was um, nothing, you know, they were just another Arsenal thing. Uh, but they have got the history, obviously, with the Busby Babes. Um, I kind of got what he was saying because he said, certainly from a neutral's point of view, it was a, a, a pretty drab team. And he was actually disappointed that he said Man United were there for the taking and Leicester should have taken it. Um, for me... It wasn't a bad performance. We've had a lot worse performances this season. Yeah, it's so difficult because you can't help but be disappointed when you score a goal and it gets chalked off. Yes, yeah. Like, that's disappointing. And obviously, that would have won us the game. And I thought it had. And like I said, nearly mm. dropped that bloody glass and everything. Um, I think over the whole game was a draw a fair result. Yeah, I think it probably was. But I feel like we won it. Because I don't think it was... When he looked at it back on VR, VAR, I didn't think he was going to overturn his decision. Sorry, say that again. Sorry. I'm... I didn't I didn't think they would overturn it when he went to VAR and I saw it. I thought, mm. well, yeah, that could be a goal. I was surprised it was overturned. And I think if it had been at the KP, it wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been. 
I, I think there's only one angle that um, where it showed he, he did pull his foot away, but was it intentional? Was it he was going down anyway? I think, um, and, and I think it. It's not clear enough. No, that's exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be a clear and obvious. To be fair, the VAR didn't overturn it. The referee overturned it Mm. from VAR's decision to go and look at it. So that is a bit of a grey area there. Yeah. But yeah, I was surprised that he overturned it from what I saw. Um, And obviously, we don't get to hear what was actually said by VAR. Was it said? Was it? Did they say go and look at this? We think it's a foul. Like mm. we think it's a foul, and that's it. You know, influenced his decision. I don't know exactly what the terminologies they're allowed to use or they do use. No. We're yeah. never hearing it. Yes, I just wish yeah. we could hear what was going on. Yes, yes. Um, um, agree. To, uh, agree totally. You know, when you when you hear it in rugby union and you or rugby, yeah, rugby union, I think is where you can hear what the referees are saying. Yeah, it just just makes you realize that it, it would just keep us more informed we would understand yeah. more you know and it's like the, refer- with the decision but we know what the decision was yes yeah and it's like you know the managers coming out after the game we're not going to agree with them oh, sorry not the managers that the referees not been allowed to talk after the game yeah we, we know that referees get decisions wrong um you know I think you know we, even with VAR, they're not going to get everything right. But why did you make that decision? You know, if you say, yeah. "Well, you know, when I, if he, if it was given away before VFR and the referee came out and said, from my angle, what I saw was his foot being taken away, and therefore it was the foul, and I couldn't give the goal," we still disagree with it, but we say, "Okay." That's you know that's what you saw because football is about opinions and it's the ref's yeah, opinion that counts. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, as soon as he's going to go over and look at the screen, you know it's going to get I, overturned. Yeah. I did have a feeling, I was, but when I saw the initial replay, I thought, no, that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because of the initial decision that was made, when I look mm. at it, I think yeah, you could give it as a foul. But I thought, well, it's not going to overturn it. It's not obvious that that's a foul. Yes. And yeah, I think, the fact that we can debate it now, even though we've all seen it, mm. and, you know, half of us will say, yeah, that was a foul, and half of us will say it yeah. wasn't, proves yeah. that it's not clear. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I, I was surprised. I've, I've got a, a, a gentleman that comes on and, and, and goes around all the different shows, and I have you, Niall, and he is a Manchester United fan, and he actually came on because we were doing a watch along and then the post match. And he came on on the post match as a Manchester United fan and said it was a goal. As far as he was concerned, I said, you know, in my opinion, that was a goal. If it had gone the other way, I would have been fuming if it had been chalked off. But, you know, that's it's at Old Trafford. And I, and I, I'm not one of these as well, because it's at Old Trafford, that would have happened. Somebody said earlier what they'd have been interested to see what would have happened if Madison had, had shot it wide. Would the foul would have been called or no, I don't think it would, because yeah. uh Man United would have obviously had the ball back anyway from the goal yeah. kick. No, I don't think it would have done. I don't think Unless there's a foul. And that's another thing. I I don't know, though, because I don't know what they're actually allowed to use VAR for, what they're not allowed to use VAR. It's just so confusing. 
it is such... And every time it gets used, it's more confusing. Yes. The problem is, as well, is that they are changing bits of rules every season. So you've no idea, where, like you said, where you stand. I mean, I was one that was shouting for VAR, and I wanted VAR. All we seem to do now is moan about VAR the way we used to moan about the refs. You know, yeah. we say, oh, we lost the game, the ref was rubbish, you know. He wasn't. We were probably just sort of moaning because we thought we, one decision had gone against us. Now we're yeah. saying we lost because of the VAR decision, blah, blah, blah. I think the rules as they stand don't fit with VAR. And I think they need to change the rules to fit to, to allow VAR to, to be able to do its job, if you like. You know, somebody once yeah. said that football is a beautiful game made too spoiled and made too complicated by the rules. Look, people also need to know what the rules are. So when VAR gave disallowed a goal for um, handball, yes, and the person's like, "Well, yeah, it was handball, but you know, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't put on purpose." Mm. But the rules actually say now, if it touches your hand, it's a foul. It's no goal. Yeah, so that's not VAR. That's the rules. Mm. The rules are at fault because the rules are stupid. But VAR <laughs> can't change the rules. It can only you know, appreciate on the rules. You've you've also got like in, in the FA Cup final with Perez's hand, where it was mm. a different passage of play. What, what was it, handball or not? Whatever passage it's in, do you know what I mean? And yeah. if it's a handball, it should have still been a free kick. I I just don't get it. Like you say, you know, like you say. Uh, good evening, Jordan, Liverpool fan. How the devil are you? Thanks for popping in. Inacho, what a header. Yeah, really good goal. And I'm really happy for him because when he's getting minutes, that's what he needs to do. If he wants mm. to play more regularly, that's what he's got to do. Yes. Every time he plays, he's got to score. And that yes. sounds ridiculous. And when Vardy comes back, obviously, he comes back into the, the mix. And we've obviously got Daka, And they all offer different things. Um, mm. And, all, you know, Daka's still learning about the Premier League as well. So there's that all that's going to be taken into consideration because JV ain't going to last forever. Like, eventually no. he's going to retire. We don't know when that is. I hope he tells us before the season starts and then plays the season and finishes. Um, yeah. But, you know, whenever that is, and it can't be much longer, like, his age no. is going to start working against him. And it, w it will do as well from coming back from injuries, getting injuries, all that stuff will be more prevalent as he gets older. Yeah. Um, so we need we need to decide what the plan is going to be when he does retire. Yes, yes. You know, is it going to be uh, yeah, a Is it going to be Dakar? Is it going to be somebody else? Like, yes. what is the plan? Because yes. he has been the plan for so long. I, I mean, I, I can see Vardy, like I say, when, when, when he knows it's his final season and he's talking with Rodgers, I think we'll see, like, what I would call the Burnley Vardy, where he doesn't start. But he comes on for the last 20 minutes or so when the you know opposition defense is tired and pops up and gets the goal. I can see him being that super sub for a season and then yeah. obviously moving on. I can't see him actually going to another club, but you, hey, right. you, you never know. I mean, Chris right. says there VAR should be like cricket or tennis where the manager has three to four reviews a game. I just think that just slows the game down too 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 much to be honest with you. You know, I mean Madison was off You say that, but these decisions are taking minutes at a time anyway. These decisions are taking longer than they should do. Anyway. 
Yeah. So I, is it actually going to take more time for a manager to just put a card in the air? The referee stop the game. It's looked at, and then yes or no. Good. Probably good point. not. Good point. But I mean, do you think? I think the thing with we always used to say when we had referees making the decisions that oh these things balance out over the season, and some refs see it, some refs don't. Um, and that's the thing with VAR. I think when we got VAR in, we expected consistency. You know, this is a system that will show us. And it's like with tennis, if it's out, it's out. If it's in, it's in. And the decision's the same for everyone. But here, VAR has still got to be interpreted. But that's football, though, isn't it? That's it is. just the sport that we have. Which is why, which is why is VAR... Up for it? Is it? Should we not have get rid of VAR and go back to the refs? Because you've so still got the ref. I think we should we should keep VAR, but how it should be used is different. Because to mm. me, nobody should be making a decision other than the referee. Yes. So VAR sees something that it thinks is wrong, and it does. It sends him over. It takes a couple of minutes for him just to run over to that screen and rewatch it. Because he yes. is human. He's going to make mistakes, and he's going to not see things. He's not got eyes in the back of his head. That's what VAR needs to be. It doesn't need to be for what he sees. It needs to be for what he doesn't see. Yes. And at the minute, it's not. He makes a decision, it's a foul. And then VIR makes a decision, no, actually, we've watched it again. And our opinion is that it's not a foul. Well, you're not the referee. It should always be the referee that makes the decision on the game. That's the whole point of having the ref. Yes. Otherwise, like you say, what's the point of having him? So it's, yeah. to me, it's not getting rid of VAR or keeping it. It's using it differently. Let the ref make the decision. It, it's three seasons in and we're still talking about it. And I'm sure in a couple of seasons we will still be talking about it. Um, uh, you know, that, they say it's football, isn't it? It's football. Um, moving on, I mean, well, we didn't lose. That's the main thing. And, and we're, still, um, we're still now five unbeaten against Man United, four in the league, and we've got the cup, apparently. And talking about being unbeaten, Palace have beaten Arsenal 3-0. Oh, oh my God. tears are flowing. I tell you what, they're going to have to open the flood, they have to close the flood barriers in, uh, in on the Thames in London, all those Arsenal tears. <laughs> you know? um, David, good evening. You, Louise said exactly the same point earlier. I would feel... I, think we would feel that all a bit more comfortable with the decision if we heard why they made the decision so we understand we might not still agree with it though david but you know yes we, at least we'd say well okay that's why that's why but uh anyway there was other games um west ham made a hard work of this didn't they yeah a bit harder than it probably should have been but mm. the result that we all thought it was going to be so I mean, we, we've talked about Everton earlier. West Ham, I mean, they are sitting there now in um, blah, 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 sixth. Um, they will get, you know, that will obviously get them Europe next season. But, you know, at the start of the season, they were talking. I know I did a show on a West Ham channel comparing this their team this season to our title-winning team. Uh They've they've kind of blown it. I'm not saying bottled it, but they have kind of lost their way, shall we say? I can't see them finishing in the top four now. But that's it's it's so annoying because 
for when Leicester, for example, yeah, okay, we had fourth for a long time, we just missed out and went, ended up getting fifth. That's not Leicester underachieving, that's Leicester overachieving. But yes. because we fell I down, agree. if yes. we'd gone from sixth to fifth, that would have been a good season. Yes. Because we went from fourth to fifth, that's not a good season. And I think that's where West Ham need to see it as... <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we all know about that, don't we? we I think you've uh, you've you've explained that one before. I think yeah. personally, I think Everton are a wonderful team, and <laughs> <laughs> they were very unlucky. <laughs> now you tell me, Chris. You didn't tell me earlier when we were talking about Everton. <laughs> wonderful team, Everton. I've always liked them. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lou. Carry yeah, on. West Ham are where they should be. Mm. They are where they should be. You know, again, for the squad they have, the money they've spent, blah, 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 blah. They, sh- they are where they should be. No one involved with West Ham should be embarrassed that they're sitting sixth in the Premier League. Like, come on. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We all have expectations before the season. And then if things go really well and we have this great start, those expectations are forgotten mm. and replaced by something else. No, those expectations are what they should be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the next game, well, again, this was a surprise. But before we get overly excited about Tottenham Hotspur and the fact that they're in third place, a uh, fourth place, sorry, I think we should just remind ourselves of this. It's time for the Daily Spurs. We can't let Tottenham get ahead of themselves. And I know people, I'm contractually obliged to have to do this every show, of course. It's 14 (laughs) years, 35 days, 4 hours, 28 minutes and 22 seconds since Spurs last won a title. Um, But... (sighs) 5-1, again, with a Newcastle side that had started to turn things around and you know I was I was sort of saying this that's safe and I still think they will be to be honest with you but th- this for me sums Spurs up because you just don't know which Spurs are going to turn up we say that about a few teams though don't we we do yeah I mean Spurs obviously in a decent run of form you know uh, four, that four wins in the last five yeah. decent. I'm not surprised they won against Newcastle I am surprised that they won 5-1 yes I'm surprised that they made it that easy for themselves. Newcastle didn't really show much in this game. Um, Mm. I think when the new owners took over and obviously they got a new manager, it was all the whole atmosphere around Newcastle changed and the way that the fans were talking, the way that the players were talking. And obviously that new manager bump obviously has helped them. I think Newcastle will be safe for the record. I don't think they'll go down. However, I know there's a few Geordies who are worried because they do feel they're on that downward slide again mm. but they bought Chris Wood what did they expect <laughs> they're not going to score goals he's not going to score enough goals like, I, I don't I, have anything against Chris Wood as a player no, or as a person no. if you are looking to stay in a division he is not the striker you want to be buying and especially not for 30 million I know I know totally to- I mean we had obviously we had Chris Wood at Leicester and he came to us 
Um, did he score? He scored six goals in one game or something, I think. And he came he to us with his a... first appearance, I think, if I remember correct. Mm. And I think he might have scored in the next game, but then didn't score again. Right, right. And he, but when I mean, I think when he was at the team before us, uh, but. You know, I liked him. He played well. He was an option. Uh, obviously, Jamie Vardy coming through and, you know, we had um, a Nugent there as well, David Nugent. He struggled. I, I wonder, though, I mean, I was trying, and I've, I haven't actually ever checked this out, but, of course, he was at Burnley. And, um, oh, who's the Newcastle manager called? Steve Bruce. No, no. It's the new one, isn't it? Eddie Howe. Yeah, Eddie Howe. Yeah, I can my mind went blank then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really did. As soon as you said Steve Bruce, and blah, blah, you know, um, he he was a he was Burnley manager for a while. So I just wonder yeah. if he he saw something. Um, thank you, Anthony. <laughs> thank you very much. There, uh, it's, it's my age. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm nearly a pensioner. What can I say? Um, but yeah, and I think he maybe he saw something more in in Chris Wood. So he's not the sort of player I think you would buy thinking he's going to keep us up. No, and that that's the thing. But then again, Newcastle can't attract those players. Those players aren't no. coming to Newcastle, are they? So no. they are in a catch twenty two situation. And to be fair, not surprised they bought Chris Wood. I'm surprised they paid thirty million for him, though. Yes, but then again, yeah. maybe that's what it took to get him from Burnley. That was, you know yeah, I mean? that was his um sign out, you know, his get out clause, yeah. if you like. You know, yeah, um, I think Newcastle have got to sort of do almost, I think, what, what Nigel Pearson did at Leicester. You know, when we went down to the third division or the third mm -hmm. tier, he was getting you know, loan players in and he had he bought a team, he had a team to get us out of that division, and yeah. then he, we moved, we, we moved on. I think Newcastle have got to. Um, get a team together that's going to get them safety for a few seasons, get that mid-term, and then move on with the big names, you know. Yeah, my only, wor my only worry is the expectation of the Newcastle fans and how high it's got since they've been taken over. And mm. that's understandable. We all know what Ashley did to them. Not acceptable. Like, then, obviously, the Premier League stopped them being brought, and there was all that kerfuffle. Mm. Then, yeah. eventually, they got brought. My worry is that this money that they've got isn't going to be spent wisely. Because yes. you can have all the money in the world if you don't spend it wisely. Look at Everton, they've spent shed loads. And yes. they're not they've not seen any benefit for it. That's what Newcastle yeah. needs to look at teams like Everton and yeah. realise actually we need to have some form of plan of how of how we're going to do it. We know yeah. we're not going to go from where we are now to the top, which is where we want to be, but we can gradually get there. Build like yes. say a team to get you to the middle, and then build a team to get you to the top. Yeah, exactly. John Wayne, good evening to you. How are you, sir? Anthony, uh, welcome along as well. Um, yeah, he started already. Look, there we go. Arteta, I'll get you, Anthony. I put it up before, obviously, Anthony. We knew we're going to have. I'm going to turn my social media off until until Saturday because it's going to be full of uh, Arsenal fans. Oh, Teta doesn't have a clue. Hey, mate, bad luck. It was just a bad night for you. Um, Newcastle have said they will emulate Leicester. Probably. I mean, the thing with Leicester, you've got to remember, is that Leicester went from bottom to top in one season. And Newcastle aren't going to do that because they're going to finish mid-season this season, you know. So, had let's face it, had we gone from bottom 
that un- underpiss and then gone sort of mid-table and then gone on and won it. Yes, it would still have been a big story because it was Leicester, but it wouldn't have been as big because we'd had that season, you know, season between. It, it's difficult to say Leicester on the model because they've had success, obviously, afterwards as well, finishing yeah. those two fifth, winning the FA Cup. So if it depends how they're perceiving copying us. If they're seeing us right, we are at the bottom. I mean, they're not at the bottom like we were, but no, at the bottom, no. and we can get there in one season, then no. If they're looking at us and thinking, no, they recruit really well, they're careful how they spend their money, they make sure that, you know, their players have got, say, sale on ability, all that kind of stuff, then yes, that's what Newcastle need to be doing. Yeah. But they cannot accept it to happen in one season. And I don't think the owners do, because they have come out and said, this is a 10-year plan. This is a 10-year plan. We want to be really fighting for trophies, but that isn't going to happen in the next four or five seasons. So I think yeah. they're aware. I think they are. I think they, they are They are being quite quite sensible. Um, now, bear with me, because this has changed in the last... Um, sorry, Anthony, I've got to say, in the last few minutes since Palace stuffed Arsenal. But I was looking at... Now, this is the form. Rather than just looking at the league table... This is the form table. Now, it's very interesting. All I need you to do there is realise that Arsenal are down to fifth and Palace are up to sixth in the um, in the form table. And Leicester are down to eighth now uh, on that. But, I mean, I, I was shocked when I saw that, that Leicester were that high, to be honest with you. Yeah, and again, it's we've just had a bit of a season, haven't we, where everything's mm. been a bit doom and gloom. And it is actually pretty good to see that. I mean, that's not as high as I'd want us to be. Obviously, I'd want us to be at the top. But yeah. considering what's happened to us this season, the results we've had, the injuries we've had, that's pretty mm. good. Yeah. Liverpool way out on top. Manchester City, again, this has changed slightly down to fourth, um, which makes you think Liverpool are probably going to win it. But... Um, uh, we, we, that, as they will all, we'll all be glued to our sets. I've, I've put the post-match, the Leicester post-match show will not be straight after the game next weekend against Palace because Manchester City are playing Liverpool. And I'm sorry, I think everybody is going to be watching that. I don't care what they say. Um, yeah, I mean, form is always worth looking at, especially at this time of the season, but yeah. it doesn't always follow. It doesn't. We haven't Man City yet. And this season, especially, I think, because it has like the Brentford Chelsea, you know, the this season has thrown up more of those type of results than probably the past three, you know, few seasons put together. But mm-hmm. if I was a Brighton fan, I would be very worried looking at that. Yeah, it doesn't look great, does it? I mean, one no. point, one, how many games is this? Did you say six? So six. one from 18. Yes. Well, not good at all. No, okay. and I think where some Burnley, where some Watford, yeah, yeah, not good reading for Brian fans. I mean, for me, you know, Le- Leeds are on fifteenth with seven points. I mean, that's only one win above Burnley, but you know, for Burnley, Watford, Everton, Norwich, and Brighton, Brighton aren't going to go down. We said that earlier. Well. You can't be sure, but we don't think they will go down. No, but yeah, that. when you look at that, when you are in free fall, that isn't good to see. No, and they say winning is a habit. Well, so is losing. Yes, yes. 
from that. You need you need the ball to go in off somebody's backside or a yeah. beach ball or a beach ball and go in yeah. and uh, yeah. <laughs> to get you the win. And goal penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty, however yeah. it needs to happen. Yeah. No, totally, totally agree. But uh, but at least we're in the top half of that, which is uh, <laughs> which is something, you know. But uh, there we go, Louise. Thank you very much as always. Um, very very insightful. Uh, it's nice to have you back. Do you have a good week off with the England games? Yeah, I didn't actually watch any of them. If I'm honest, <laughs> I didn't. And know. I know that sounds really bad because. You know, obviously, I support England. I want them to win. Yes. It's just those games where I just know they're going to win. And yes. if they don't win, I don't want to watch it because they no, should be winning. No. You know I, what I mean? I, said, I... I mean, I did I did a watch along for the World Cup draw, and that really interested me. And I think we've got a great group. And if we do not we've get out of that group, group, you know, we couldn't we have picked that, that better group, ourselves. We'll, we'll yeah. never win anything again. No, no. It is a, it is a great... But this is England. But... Yeah, well, well, yeah, we we'll do these... difficult for ourselves, of course. <laughs> oh God, we will, you know. Um, but when you look at, for me, when you look at the way that football is structured, for example, Australia, right? They, they, they've they've got a New Zealand. They're top of their oceanic groups or whatever, and yet they've now got to play off against other teams to try and get through. You know, Australia's got to play off against Peru. Um, you know, New Zealand against Costa Rica. I just think it is all tied up for, for money with FIFA. And I know everybody says, yes, it is, and it should, you know, it's the way it is, and it's never going to change. But why should Australia have to, having been top of their group or New Zealand, then have to go and play Peru or whatever to try and get the through? level of football in that area is obviously not as good as it, say, is in Europe or South America. No, no. So you do want the best teams at the tournament. However, it is a World Cup, so you also need to factor that in. You know, you don't want all of Europe and all of South America making up the World Cup because that's obviously no, not no, the World Cup. No, so no. It's, it's difficult. I feel like... I don't think this is corrupt thing. I just think it's numbers. Oh, I don't and, think it's corrupt. No, and I think it is very it's, much it's a case money. of. I can, I can see where you would say it's money because mm. having Australia over a European team isn't going to make FIFA less money because the Australians yeah. do not care about soccer the way we do. No, and you could say even right. you know it's against Peru. I think that they've got to play. So you'd say <laughs> Peru's going to get more viewers, like you say, than. Than Australia, where it, it, it isn't the national game, but what I'm what I was got leading on to with that is the fact that when you look at the groups that we're in to qualify, if we can't get out of those groups, you know they are set up for the big teams to get through, you know. And all right, Italy haven't made it. That's a shame, isn't it? But generally speaking, you know, if these, you know, if England can't get out of the groups that we're put in to qualify. Like you say, pack your bags and go home. <laughs> but what's the alternative? Because England shouldn't be penalised for being a strong team. No, no, no. But what I'm saying so is, I, I'm not saying that that necessarily is wrong, but I've got no interest in watching that. Oh, no, no, me no, neither. No. I've, I've got no interest in Harry Kane adding a few goals to his total because we, we know he wants to play against Estonia or whatever. You know, it just doesn't excite me because, like I say, if we do not get out of that group, then there's something wrong, you know. Um, I mean, 
I haven't said that. I will watch all the group games, obviously, at the World Cup because that is. Oh yes. Oh yes. That's different you know. because that's yeah. that's tournament football. Yes. And actually, like I say, England do tend to make it hard for themselves. Yeah. Oh, totally. That group should be should be nine points, and if it's any less, then there is that's a failure. Yes. We no, I agree. Three teams. It's a failure. Yes. And you know, we, we were incredibly kind to us. You know, we were second in the Euros. So if we can't beat those teams, because we should be progressing, then something, yeah. like you say, is wrong. But no, I agree totally. But what I love about the World Cup, and you know, I say I do these quizzes, and I did one the other day, which was sort of shock World Cup results, is that you want your Cameroons to beat your Argentinas yeah. or whatever. You know, that's all part of, you know, the World Cup at the end. I mean, so... It, other people will say no. We should have just have the best teams always playing, and I understand that the football purist will want so that. Yeah, so it is. Boring. You know, the chance of yeah, sort of you know great teams playing against each other all the time. They just cancel yeah. each other out, they and do. it all goes yeah. to time and penalties. This is why you have your UEFA's, you know, tournaments and your Afcon tournaments yeah. and your you know Cope Doors or whatever they're called. I mean, you know, I mean Costa Rica. Knocking England out, yes, obviously, you know, it wasn't ideal, <laughs> peed off and everything, but that's what not the cup's all that's about. That's not the shot we wanted. That's not the shot we wanted. No, but, no, but yeah. and Iceland, let's be honest with you, you know, we've been at the end of those for so long, but it's what makes the tournament. These teams yeah. coming in and going from nowhere, but uh, but no, like I said, I agree with you. Too. I didn't watch either of them at all, but you know, there we go. That's me, but I will be watching obviously all the World Cup when it comes around because it is the finals, you know. Louise, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for this evening. Like I say, as always, very very insightful. You know, you know, you really know your stuff. Thank you for coming on, and I will see you next Monday. See you next Monday. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye. And goodbye to Chris, and goodbye to your mum. Good luck on Wednesday, mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll cover myself. I'm just covering myself. <laughs> Just in case she is watching. Thanks very much. Take care, Louise. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Louise and her mom if she's watching. Uh, <laughs> a, a big Evertonian. A big Evertonian. Um, but, yes, as Chris says, there should be a good World Cup, as most players should be up to full fitness midway through a season. We've, we've played the final, whether England are there or not, is on the 18th, and we are back playing Premier League football on the 18th of December. That is, we're back playing Premier League football on the 26th. Yes, not much of a gap there, is there? But, hey, this is modern-day football. Thank you so much for watching in. Well done, Palace. <laughs> Arsenal. What a shame. And we'll be back tomorrow night with Brad and Steve Lynott. So I'm sure he may not even have sobered up by then. Who knows? Celebrating the Palace's win. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night, nine o'clock, this channel. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you've been listening on the podcast, take care. And I'll see you tomorrow at nine. Stay safe. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.